Hello and welcome to the Taste of Your Music podcast. I'm Diana Lynn. After a 40-year career in corporate America, I took a huge U-turn and became a volunteer DJ on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Since 2010, I've been the host, programmer, and engineer of a weekly Americana Roots music show, The Tasty Brew. With this podcast, I'll be sharing conversations with artists and music industry insiders with the goal of entertaining and educating the listening audience, all while giving a voice to the music makers that are underserved or ignored by mainstream media. Nationally renowned Quebecois folk pop musician Genevieve Rossette has captivated listeners with her gentle yet compelling voice and has garnered impressive industry support for her folk pop tracks ever since her first EP in 2014. Through her lyricism and ethereal vocals, which you'll hear throughout this session, Genevieve has emerged as a rising star in both French and English-speaking Canadian music scenes. I was lucky enough to meet Genevieve early in 2022 and had her on the expanded four-hour version of the Folk Alliance International Takeover of the Tasty Brew Music Radio Show on KKFI. When she returned to Kansas City in late summer of 2022, I was only too happy to renew the acquaintance as I hosted my monthly episode of the Siren Song Radio Show. It was enlightening to discover both the differences and similarities of pursuing a lyrical life and surviving a global pandemic in Canada vis-a-vis the United States, and to become familiar with an artist's educational background, collaborative, and mentor experiences. Enjoy my conversation with the lovely Genevieve Reset. I have in the studio with me from Montreal, Canada, Genevieve Reset. Good morning. Good morning. It's still morning. It's yeah, still morning. totally. <laughs> Um, for those that may have been listening during Folk Alliance and to my other show, the Tasty Brew Music Radio Show, Genevieve was part of the Folk Alliance takeover of the Tasty Brew. We had a four-hour slot that day, and she came in and spent some time with us, and we were just talking off mic that that seems like 100 years ago. It does. It really does. It feels like it was last year. Well, you know, it's been a strange year to date so far, and you, did you have an official showcase? I did, you yeah. Did this I, got, I had an official, and I had like four or five private ones. For those of our listeners who may not have been tuning in that particular morning, let's give them a real close kind of 411 thumbnail of your kind of musical journey. If you came from a, a musical family, if you've had training, and we could talk a little bit about how much support that artists get, independent artists get from the Canadian government. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I grew up in a very musical, artistic family. My mother is a classically trained pianist, and she taught piano at home my whole childhood. So, and more, probably even to to when I was a teenager. So there was always music playing at my house, whether it was a kid playing piano with my mom, or my dad putting music on, or my sister putting music on, or me singing. There was like constantly music in the house. I think you know, if I would have told my parents like oh I want to be a lawyer or a doctor they might have been a bit disappointed you know they would have been like mm. completely the opposite of one <laughs> yeah I'm really lucky like I'm surrounded with so many artists now in my life my friends and I, I realize that I'm very lucky to have the, the like endless support of uh, my parents so I did study music as well in Montreal we call it Cégep which is kind of like college here I studied music there for four years I studied jazz singing it's a very like broad program it's called I'm jazz cool. singing but you know hmm. We did, uh, we did blues, we did folk, we did jazz, we did all sorts of, of music. I released my first uh, songs uh, in 2014. So I saw a, a memory on Facebook yesterday, which was like one of my first gigs with my own songs. That was 10 years ago. So really proud of that. And ever since, I've just been writing and 
releasing music and just like one thing led to another and here I am today. Well, you have such a beautiful voice and I love, although I do not understand French really, I mean I took five years of French 50 years ago and I, I read it more th than I can speak it, you know, but I love listening to songs in French. It's such a beautiful, such a beautiful language. Uh, was your primary language French yeah. growing up? Yeah. Yeah, I grew up in, in Montreal, Quebec. My first language is French. I studied French in school, like I went to French high school, French elementary school, but I always spoke English. My mother was like very adamant on us being able to speak English and French, and I'm very grateful for that. I can do things like speak with you right now and yeah. travel and write songs in multiple languages, so very important to me. The whole bilingual aspect of my art is something that's close to my heart. Is Do you dream in French, or when you are getting uh, <laughs> the inspiration for a song, does it come to you in French, and then you have to translate? No, no, I don't do the whole translating thing. That's like, it's like translating an idea is kind of like breaking the purpose. Right, 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 When I write, I still don't really fully get how to write songs. Like, it just kind of always comes to me. I'm not one of those writers who, like, sit down every day and writes every day. Like, I admire people who can do that. I'm still in, like, a place where I just wait for the inspiration. It just happens. And when it does happen, it, it starts either in French or in English. It mostly starts with a melody. And then, like, I don't know, certain words go better on a melody and sometimes it's in French sometimes it's in English and I kind of just follow the wave and just go wherever my brain leads me well I think that for those of you that have your antenna up I, I talk about antenna all the time I think I've come upon the realization or the belief that all of this art is out there you know in the ether whether it's the inspiration for a piece of sculpture or a ceramic or whatever it is it's out there swirling yeah. around and then there's some of us sentient beings that can't really plug into that you know mm. and make it into something but then there are those like you that can plug into that and then transfer it into a beautiful song. Let's give the listeners a little taste of uh, of what happens in your brain <laughs> when you get the inspiration and you turn it into a song. All right. So you want to you hear a song? Yes, I yeah, should Yeah, sure. Do. Okay. I've been in Kansas City for a couple of weeks and I haven't like sang that much. To be honest, I was like kind of taking a bit of a break. So I'm going to go with a, a comfy song that I yeah. know really yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. It's called Hostage. It was uh, on my record called Satellite that was released in March. And uh, it's, it's, it's a song about anxiety and feeling trapped within your own anxieties and stress. There's a lot of that going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I wrote it before COVID and I realize now that like the whole idea of like holding yourself hostage and being like stuck and being isolated really translate well to what we've lived for the past few years. So it's kind of funny, but... Uh, it's not about COVID. It's it's just about regular old anxiety. Jean-Vierre <laughs> Reset. Keep myself down 
so good in my headphones oh good thank you it, <laughs> such a sweet pure voice do you take have you taken voice lessons um, what do I you mean, do to protect your voice to protect my voice honestly i'm not i just sing i did study music and i started cégep which is a college for us in when i was like 17 or 18 but until then i never really had like true voice training i just always sang and kind of have my own technique like I know what hurts, what doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. It's it's like it's a it's a muscle, right? So you can feel it. And so far, I mean, I've been lucky. I haven't had to like you know be extra careful with certain things. I just I just sing. I don't know. I don't know how I do it. it just yeah. <laughs> but I mean, of course, to like warm up, I I always usually warm up. Right now, I'm not warmed up. I should have warmed up. But I've been talking all morning, so it's not too bad. Yeah. Drinking hot water with uh, lemon and honey is also like one of my favorite things in the world. It's very good. Like it just feels good in your throat, and it's like feels 
just homey and nice. And it smells good, too. Yes. Do, so in Canada, do you tour? Are, are you out on the road where you are playing every night for stretches of time where you are really putting your voice to the test? Uh, sometimes, yes. I tour a lot in Quebec, for sure, which is like my hometown. And Quebec is, is kind of funny because it's such a small community. There, It's not like that big. Yes, it's big, but when we tour, artists rarely go on tour in Quebec for like three weeks. It's more like oh, we have a little stretch of gigs like about two, three hours away from Montreal this weekend. Then we drive there, play the gigs, then come home. Then, oh, next weekend we go, oh, on the other the other side of Quebec. Oh, we drive there, do a couple gigs and come home. So it's like pretty rare in Quebec that I do like a long stretch. I did a longer stretch in Manitoba right before COVID. Uh, early 2020, I had like a house concert tour with Home Roots. Maybe you know them. They're mm-hmm. a folk alliance sometimes. They booked me on a 16, it was 16 shows and 16 nights, which was... Oh my. And house concerts, you might think, oh, a house concert is easier than like a real concert or whatever. But no, because on top of performing, there's also the social aspect to it. Not only do you sing all night, but you also talk all night and right. meet new people every night. So it's like super exhausting, but so fun. Like I love house concerts and I, I'm just so looking forward to play more. I love that. Well, I think a lot of folks south of the border are ignorant about the geography of mm. Canada and just how vast oh, it yeah. is. <laughs> and if you're going to tour Canada, is that is that part of the reason the Canadian government is so supportive of artists be- just because of the kind of the geography and, and the reality of what it would take to be a, a touring musician? I mean, it might be part of the reason. I think in general, like our government is just a little more helpful towards the arts in general like yeah. i don't know exactly how it works for y'all with grants and everything oh it's a pro- uh, you know it's a real crapshoot you know That's what and, I heard. and there's there's grants that are available on a local level state level regional level okay. national i mean it, it's a real grab bag do you apply for the grants directly or do they find you and they tap you with oh, the magic no, you, wand and they, they don't come to your door and be like hey we're gonna fund your record like no no you have to apply and it's a lot of work like most of my time these days I've been working on grants that's like what I've been doing yeah. so it's not just like oh you send in all your name and you send your EPK and then boom you get money like you have to really prove like who you are what you've done and you have to have an established project that you're gonna send in so I like grant writing, honestly, because it kind of motivates me and prepares me to whatever project I'm doing, right. like, especially if it's a record. You have to, you know, write your inspirations. You have to send in some demos, uh, your marketing plan, and just prove, oh, who you're going to work with. And then you got to have letters that prove, like, hey, this person actually wants to work with me. So it's a really big project to write a grant, but it's kind of necessary for me to it's part of the planning. It's and part of the business. Yeah, and if you, you know? don't get the grant, at least, hey, you got a plan. If you're just joining us, this is Jean-Vivre Reset from Montreal, Canada. My name is Diana Lynn. This is Siren Song. It's National Radio Day. This is Community Radio, 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Siren Song is all about uh, the female voices in all genres of music. We are a alternating cadre of, go- of hosts that come in. I have once a month that I come in, and then I'm also the host of the Tasty Brew Music Radio Show on Friday, and we're back with Jean-Vivre Reset. And she knew this was she knew I was going to ask her to play something in French. So, <laughs> what are we going to hear? We're going to hear it's the only French song on the new record. It's called Les Adieux. It's actually one of the first songs I wrote for the record. Les Adieux means farewells, and it's a song about when you're at the end of a, of a relationship and you're doubting, like, should this end or should this not? Do we give it another chance? But ultimately, you choose to split ways. So that's what it's about. 
Your last record, where where did you record that? And do you like the process? Do you like being in the recording? Oh studio? yeah, recording is my favorite part of being an artist. I love the studio. I think partly because one of my best friends, uh, François Pierre Lou, he's my producer. So when we work together, it's like we're almost just like hanging out and creating um, like art together, which is great. For Satellite, uh, the whole thing was created during lockdown like in Canada especially in Quebec we were in lockdown for a long time like much much longer than here and I live by myself my boyfriend lives here in Kansas City so I didn't have much to do my producer François Pierre is a real nerd so we uh, <laughs> found a way to like start working remotely like he was at home and I was at home and I would like we, he would record me remotely which I don't know still don't know how he did it but we did a lot of demos like that together we worked for weeks and weeks on demos every weekend we'd like Either I'd go to the studio or we'd do the remote thing and we did like 
demos. We worked on all the arrangements, and I co-produced Satellites, the first album that I put my name on as co-producer. Yeah, we did a bunch of demos like that, and then once we were ready, we went in the studio at a studio called Hotel to Tango in Montreal. We recorded with the musicians there, did a couple sessions. We had to do, like, sessions with a certain amount of people because we weren't allowed to be like more than like four people in a room it was it was nuts but it turned out to be a really beautiful thing and some of these songs I changed the arrangements like six times some of them I rewrote completely it was like a different process for me but I liked what it did to the songs and I wouldn't change the way we did it in the end I heard a lot of that during lockdown that there weren't that many distractions you know so that you were able to really focus in on you know certain aspects of it that you might not have been able to before and that there was this huge learning curve where people who really weren't that you know conversant in software and hardware you know had to get up to speed definitely because that was the only way to create it and get it out there but I also heard stories where you know what I had been touring for years and had not been home for more than a couple weeks at a time and I didn't do anything yeah you know I just read books and watched movies and you know, caught up with conversations with folks and stuff oh, like that. Was and wasn't, a lot and of, wasn't that creative? You there know? was a lot of non-creative time as well. Don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want to be one of these artists who's like, yeah, COVID was like totally, you know, super productive. Like, no, no. There was a lot of crying. There was a lot of Netflix. <laughs> there was a lot of like petting my cat, crying and staring at the wall. There was a lot of that. Like, I'm not going to lie. But those things bring on emotions. And the way I vehicle my emotions is through songs. So it was necessary in a way. Yeah. But it was really not always easy the whole lockdown thing did you feel like your relationship with time changed oh totally yeah totally and it was hard like like i told you before my boyfriend chris wenski lives here in kansas city and we met right before covid and we like fell in love and it was like this beautiful thing and i wanted to see him again and i couldn't even travel i couldn't tour i couldn't see my family i felt trapped i totally felt trapped and it, it sucked it really sucked i'm so glad that's behind us. I mean, we can travel freely now and just like we're going back to slowly real life. And that that feels really, really good. Well, I think that should it happen again where there's some circumstance where we have to take a break and be more sedentary and more solitary, we'll know that we can do it. <laughs> we can get through it without yep. without totally losing our mind. And to discover and, you know, think about it What was for me as I was able to be introduced to and connected to so many artists that I probably never would have heard of or seen, yeah. you know, otherwise. So there's always that silver lining. Are you able to stick around for a while longer? Of course, yeah. Okay, cool. And we'll be right back with Jean-Vivre Rosette. You are listening to Siren Song, National Radio Day, 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. We'll be right back. And we're back in the studio with Jean-Vivre. Am I saying your name correctly? Is you could say Genevieve. Genevieve. But I say Genevieve. Genevieve. Yeah. Well, let's get it right for crying out loud. I mean, it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> Genevieve Reset. Um, and for those of you that are listening and want to check out her music and her her social media, let's spell Genevieve. All right, let's spell it. Reset. Also, spelling for me in English is a hard thing because I have that something I translate in my mind. Oh, okay. But I know how to spell my own name. I think we're good. Okay. Um, if you want to look me up online, you spell my name G E N. E V I E V E like Geneviève <laughs> and my last name R A C E T T E. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram. I try to do TikTok. I, I try, and my music is available 
absolutely everywhere. Type my name on YouTube, type my name on Spotify, Apple Music, it's all there. So it's pretty easy to find. Just got to spell it right. <laughs> and you have a house concert while you're here before yes. you tur- before you go to Americana Fest yes. in Nashville. Do you have a showcase there? I'm, I'm playing like an unofficial right. thing. Those are the best the, ones. The Black Oak artists oh, invited yeah, yeah. me. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. a Black Oak artist yet, <laughs> but they invited me and I'm like so grateful for that. Uh, Chris actually helped uh, book that I for think me. I, yeah, I've, I've come to know a lot of those artists. I think There's t- also so good. And every Tim year at Folk Tim Alliance, I go to their room and I'm like, oh my God, these yeah. artists are so good and yeah. I'm going to be part of their gang for one night. <laughs> is the house concert available or how, how's that? Uh, the, the house concert here? Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it will be. I mean, I'm not going to give any addresses right, on right, the right. radio or whatever, but if you want to hit me up on Facebook or Instagram, I will give you the details if you want to come. It's on August 28th and we're sort of going to be celebrating my birthday because it's August 31st is my birthday. I'm going to be 32. So if you want to come and uh, sing some songs with us, uh, just hit me up. You're my son's age. Really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. I wanted to ask you about Folk Alliance, talk a little bit about Folk Alliance, because that's how kind of, I think we would have met anyway because of Chris in, in the Heartland Song Network. But you were uh, an official showcasing artist for yeah. this past go-round, and you've submitted to be considered for another one? For sure. The, yeah, I did. One? Yeah. I mean, why not? Exactly. <laughs> so what what is your experience with Folk Alliance? Is it something that you would recommend for, you know, an independent artist? Is it something that that you go to so that you can be seen by festival promoters and booking agents? Mm-hmm. What, what is it you hope to accomplish when you come? Well, last time around, we had like a clear plan and I had an official showcase. Mm-hmm. So again, with the grant system in Canada, I was able to apply for grants. So I got some grants, was able to bring my team with me. My manager and her assistant were there and I brought my musicians as well, Eleonore and Judith. So our goal was really just to meet like show presenters that are in the United States because we don't know a lot of people here in the States. Like I've been doing music for like 10 years in Quebec, Canada, but I don't have a lot of like contacts around here. Um, And Folk Alliance is a great place to do that. You got to be able to stay up late. That's for sure. If you want to do Folk Alliance, (laughs) got to be ready to stay up late. Bring a water bottle, but uh, comfortable shoes. Comfortable shoes. You can bring some layers too. Sometimes it's hot. Sometimes it's but no. It's such a fun event, and I made so many friends at Folk Alliance. I've been going since they came to Montreal in 2018, mm-hmm. I believe. I was there. Oh yeah, it was so cold that week. It was like 11 degrees, and you just had one of the biggest snows that you'd had for yeah. that particular winter. It was uh, it was bad. All the Americans were freaking out. We we loved it. We thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I <laughs> I will never. I was roommates with Kelly Hunt and. Oh, Stop. Stash Haney and I had hurt my back and I could not almost get out of bed. I was in such pain the entire time I was there and I was there specifically to try to get as much content for my podcast as Mm -hmm. I possibly could and conduct a a lot of um, uh, interviews and I was able to do it but a couple of them I actually had to have people come to my room because I was literally bedridden it was it was crazy traveling there and back yeah I but i didn't get to get out and see montreal other than what you i didn't, could I mean, see from so my cold. window you didn't want to go outside I but it was so beautiful when i could see from my window yeah there was this beautiful church right next to the hotel it mm-hmm. was the hotel where yoko ono and john lennon did their famous bed in yeah. i discovered rising appalachia there which is mine was mind-blowing to me i loved my experience in montreal i would love to go back yeah we'll come back in the summer, perhaps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the summer's a bit better. Oh, my goodness. Summer's pretty hot. People think, like, oh, Canada, Montreal, it's not going to be... It gets really hot in Montreal. Maybe not as hot as here. I always have to adapt when I come here. But it's it gets pretty hot in Montreal. Too. Well, and in Montreal, you have so much underground, you know, yeah. where you can 
get from point A to point B pretty easily between the tunnels and the mm-hmm. subway system and all that kind it's of stuff. It's awesome. It's yeah. it's very intimidating to a girl from Kansas who doesn't have such things. <laughs> See, it's intimidating for me to come here. I don't have my driver's license. I know. I'm 32. Don't have my driver's license. So I don't feel very independent here. I can't do anything yeah. like... Chris always has to drive me around everywhere. There's no, like, like I guess there's a bus system. Well, I never took it. Yeah, you know, it's kind of spotty. And, yeah. you know, I was talking about this yesterday. It's like all rules are out the window coming to driving. People are not paying attention. They're running stop signs. There's Yes, I noticed. It's it, going the wrong way. <laughs> um, I followed a car over here that had expired tags. Oh, great. Had the left taillight out and had their window taped together with duct <laughs> and had their stereo on so loud that it I was, hope they're oh, listening now. <laughs> oh my gosh, I felt I felt for them really, but I thought, oh my gosh, oh, it's man. a struggle, man. It's a yeah. struggle to drive a car. I don't own a car right now, and I rely on others um, to get me around too. But thank God we have Uber and yeah, and thank God for like Uber. <laughs> well, welcome back to Kansas City. It'll be great to welcome you back to Folk Alliance, which will be I think like the first week in February yeah. this this time. I'm glad that you find it a positive experience number one, to come here for any reason, and number two, to participate in an industry event and conference that is truly international in its scope. Yeah. And a lot of folks in Kansas City don't even know that it's here, but uh, that's true. We, we here on Community Radio, on National Radio Day, we love to give props to Folk Alliance and all the other musical arts and cultural organizations that are right here in the heartland. Do you have another song in you? you yeah, think? for okay. sure. This is Jean-Vier Versette. She is uh, visiting us from Montreal, Canada, and uh, we've had a lovely lovely visit and you're welcome back anytime oh thanks so much for having me i'm gonna play an older song that was on my previous record that was called no water no flowers this song is called magnetic love it's it sounds like a very romantic lovey-dovey song but it's actually about like you know when you keep running into someone that you're like trying to avoid and you oh, just yes. like keep seeing them and you're like oh i'm just i don't want to see you like i know this is not good for me and for you and that had that happened to me a, a couple years ago and i wrote a song about it but a lot of people think it's like you know, romantic lovey-dovey song. I even have a friend who, like, played it at her wedding. But the truth is, it's it's the song about being annoyed, about running into someone over and over. That's your truth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, now you know the truth. (laughs) It's called Magnetic Love. Trying to read your mind Wondering what I'm 
protect my heart this time. Then arise me, my feet move on their own. I keep coming back to you no matter what I do. point of view. <laughs> you see it now? <laughs> I do. But I can also see why how someone would be attracted to that song because it's romantic. It, it is romantic. And your voice, you know, your voice is so compelling for Thank that you. for that subject matter. Uh, my name is Diana Lind. This is Siren Song. It is National Radio Day here on 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. And on community radio, we can do things like this. We can have an artist come in from Montreal, Canada, who's in Kansas City for a while, and just have a chat and play songs and try to compare what it may be like as an artist in Canada vis-a-vis here in, in the heartland. I'm going to play one of your recorded songs. Nice. It's by request from a follower of mine that has come to know your music and just her name is Amanda cool. and she's in a group called Summer Storms. You may be familiar with her but she has an organization, a nonprofit that is uh, helping female songwriters, singer-songwriters and she requested that we play someone which, nice. we, which I'm going to do um, when we say goodbye but I saw on this recording that it says featuring city and color. Yes. So that's a collaboration, I'm assuming. Yes. Um, so how do you feel about collaborating? Is that something that comes easily to you? Do you like to do it? Is it a struggle? I love collaborating. I write a lot of songs with... I have a couple fellow songwriters that I trust that I like to write songs with. I like the uh, song Magnetic Love. I just sang now. I wrote it with my friend Danielle Kennedy, and she's just such a great friend and great songwriter. Um, so I do like to co-write a lot because I get blocked often. I get like an idea, and then I'll 
block on a sentence and just talking about it with someone else just sometimes just you get better ideas just sharing i think it would be difficult to be a music row writer in nashville you know where it's a kind of a nine to five job and, oh, i could not and do you that. get in a room with three other writers and you've got to come up with four songs before you i mean i i admire people who can do that i got pals who do that yeah personally i can't like I told you before, songwriting for me is so personal, and it just com- like comes from a space like in the ether. It just like comes to me, and mm-hmm. it, it, w- it would be hard for me to do the, the real <laughs> songwriting, <laughs> the real songwriter, the yeomans yes. that where songwriting was actually your Joe job. Yes. you know where you have to go to to uh, a little house on Music Row in Nashville from nine to five. That's that's a thing. That's, it is not a thing. my thing. It's, it's someone else's thing. thing. But for the song, someone, um, it is a collaboration. But I wrote this. I wrote the song 100. percent But Sitting Color is. I don't know if you know who he is. I do but not. He's a a very important singer-songwriter in Canada. He's he's huge in Canada. He's kind of like the king of folk, the folk like of our era. Yeah. I grew up listening to his music. I I was a big fan. I had posters of his band in my room. Like this is like a very dream come true type sitch. Long story short, we be I did a cover of one of his songs on Instagram, and he liked it. Mm. And he went to listen to my record, No Water No Flowers, and he fell in love with it. And he wrote to me, and we just started chatting, and then eventually we met. He invited me to sing with him at a festival, and we just kind of became friends like that. And when I was working on satellite i uh, was sharing with him my demos it was during covid and he listened to the song someone and he loved it and he was like do you want me to sing on it i could do it if you want if you're interested i could do a feature on, on your record and to me you know that's a really big don't deal. have to tell you or ask you twice so yeah. would you consider him a mentor yeah sort of like i mean he he has been there for me and has helped me out a lot throughout like the past couple of years brought on really cool opportunities i met really awesome people through him as well like he's definitely a, a very good person and i appreciate him having my back totally like his his word is important in the canadian like music industry and just the have him on my song of course personally it's really cool but just to have him his name on my record like gives me credibility instant street cred yes yeah take it so you've you've been doing this for about 10 years now um have you or would you consider mentoring someone or have you been asked by a someone that's just starting i get a lot of messages actually on like my socials people i was just talking about that on my instagram yesterday in french but uh, i get a lot of messages of people who write to me especially in quebec people who sing in english they don't know where to start because quebec is mainly like a french Mm -hmm. uh place i do i love sharing my knowledge and just giving people tips and connecting people like i love that i I really do i think it's important and i think like people have done it for me and it's just time to do it for well that's the payback part of it you know it'll come back to you in spades it's very flattering as well like every time someone writes to me i'm like oh they must think i'm so cool (laughs) well i love i love to hear people's stories about their education their experience with collaboration and whether they're open to either being mentored or mentoring someone else because i as a patron and as a supporter i really think that that those three things are so so important to make sure that these genres of music and that this lyrical life continues Mm -hmm. you know definitely well, let's see. We're going to play. We're going to go out of here playing someone. And this is going to be for Amanda. All right. Thanks, That Amanda. loved it. And like I said, you're welcome back anytime. And uh, you've been listening to Genevieve Reset from Montreal, Canada. And this is her song, Someone, featuring City in Color. Thank here you so on much. Siren. You're welcome. tonight You know I 
refuse And I'll wear that shirt you like The one that shows off my tattoos Don't meet me at the bar Cause I'll be waiting Run your fingers through my hair I wanna dance, I wanna run But I gotta go home to someone I wanna jump the gun But I gotta go home to someone Someone. Yeah, I gotta go home to someone. 